This is the Time Pieces History Podcast, where each bite-sized show shares the story of a place, person or object from the past. Here's your host, Gudrun Lorette. Hello, welcome back to the Time Pieces History Podcast and welcome to Season 2. In this season, I'll be exploring the northeast of England, where my family is from and where I've lived for most of my life. I was actually born in York, so I'm not technically a Geordie. We'll be looking at some places you'll probably be familiar with, but I've also tried to include some things that maybe not everyone has seen. If you've got a favourite place in the northeast, let me know. I'll also be including a couple of bonus episodes at the end of the season. The two at the end of season one were specific to those working in the heritage industry with tips on how to market their sites during COVID-19 lockdown. This season, it's going to be a bit different as I'll be bringing you some guest interviews, so look out for those. As always, you can find links to the transcript of today's episode on my website at gudrunlorette.com. Please feel free to get in touch via Twitter at gudrunlorette. Um, But just before we start, I'd like to mention my first ever review, which has come via Apple Podcasts. And Tiana WB has kindly rated the show five stars, saying... Excellent podcast with loads of interesting historical facts. Thank you so much, Chiana, for taking the time to review the show, and I'm delighted to hear that you're enjoying it. Reviews are always very welcome. So, we're going to start off this season by looking at one of the most recognised objects in the north of England, often used as shorthand for Newcastle-upon-Tyne, although of course it's other Anderson Gateshead, which is where my family are from. I'm referring to the Tyne Bridge, although it's only one of seven bridges across the Tyne, and it wasn't even the first one built. So we'll have a quick look at those two. In fact, the first ever bridge to span the Tyne was built by the Romans in 122 BC and was known as Ponsalius. I hope you forgive my Latin. That wooden structure stayed in place until 1270, when a stone bridge was erected, and that remained until it was washed away in a flood in 1771. Obviously, it was important to get from one side of the river to the other, not just for local trading, but to gain access to large transporter ships that would be taking coal across the country, and also to move the boats themselves, which were constructed in shipyards on both sides of the Tyne. There were various groups of people who made a living from the river, such as the keelmen, whose job it was to transport the coal, which was brought down to the banks of the Tyne from the pits further up in Gateshead and Newcastle. The keelmen powered smaller boats out to the collier ships, unloading the coal which would be sold as far away as London. There were also factories, warehouses and taverns at different times throughout history, and the Guildhall, the seat of the local council for Newcastle, was also situated close to the river, and the building remains today. The Guildhall was home to the town hutch, which you can see in the Discovery Museum in Newcastle. The hutch was an oak box dating from the 1400s, used to store money and important documents belonging to the corporation, the group of men who oversaw the judicial system, including the keymaster, who was responsible for everything that came in and went out on the River Tyne, and the water bailiff who policed and enforced the law along the river. The first modern bridge across the river was the High Level, which was opened in 1849. It was intended to be dual use, with a railway across the top section, which was designed by the engineer Robert Stevenson. A bridge that then was built on the site of today's Regif Bridge in 1871, and this sits a long way up the river from the others. Today's bridge is very low in comparison too. It's currently on its third iteration after the first was replaced in 1901, and the second version disintegrated over about 80 years. Next, the Swing Bridge opened in 1876. It's made of iron and sits on the site of the Ponsalius. It's also a replacement for a shorter bridge that prevented boats moving along the river, and it rotates to allow access. In 
A central pivot enables the movement and hydraulic engines power the pumps. The King Edward VII's bridge opened in 1906 to ease traffic on the high level. It has steel girders to make sure it's strong enough to support the trains. The Tyne Bridge, which we're going to look at now, spanned 162 metres, which is 531 feet, and the road part is 26 metres above the river. There are two towers at each end which were intended to be warehouses and cover five storeys. They were never used, although lifts were installed for both products and people going down to the quayside. The bridge was officially opened by King George V in 1928, and the Tyne Bridge was the longest single-span bridge in the world at the time. Much comparison has been made with the Sydney Harbour Bridge, which was constructed by Dorman Long & Co, who also built the Tyne Bridge. There has been an idea for many years that it's a copy. It is quite similar, as it's also in the through-arch style. However, the inspiration for it is believed to be New York City's Hellgate Bridge. The Harbour Bridge is 134 metres, or 440 feet high, and 48.8 metres, or 160 feet wide, and is used by vehicles, trains, pedestrians and bikes. The confusion around which bridge inspired the other comes because the Sydney version was completed in 1932. However, work began in 1923, and it took much longer to complete than the Tyne Bridge because of the height and the distance it had to cover. And the other bridges? Well, Queen Elizabeth II Bridge opened in 1981. It measures 360 metres in length and is used for metro trains. They can pass each other on the tracks or through the tunnels. The current Regif Bridge, which we've already mentioned, went up in 1983. The newest bridge across the Tyne is the Millennium Bridge, construction of which began in 1999. It is the only other bridge that moves, although it tilts, unlike the rotating swing bridge. Its deck and arch make it look like a blinking eye when it's in motion. So let me know if you've seen the Tyne Bridge, if you've been across any of the seven bridges over the river, and which bridge you like best. My personal favourite is the high level. And I'll speak to you again on Thursday with another story from the Northeast. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Time Pieces History Podcast. Don't forget to listen next time for more quick history facts.